Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here at the Ranger Report Podcast, we only represent products we believe in. As you've heard over the past year plus, we've been running our Walton's commercial. I've been using Walton's products for a long time now, and let me tell you, they're some of the best seasonings I've ever used. One of my staples to make at my house are pork chops, and their ultimate pork chop and roast row has gotten more compliments than anything that I've ever used. For burgers, their better burger seasoning is delicious, and I only use that on my burgers. Again, tons of compliments. They have all kind of seasonings that you can imagine. They have barbecue sauce and the thick kind, not the watery kind at all. If you're into wild game, they have seasons and rubs for that as well. Don't forget their line of sausage casings and all the tools to make your own meat products from sausage and jerky to grinders and more. Walton's really is a one-stop shop for everything but the meat. If you like tips and tricks and videos on how to do a whole lot of things when it comes to cooking, then you should go to www.meatgistics.com. Go to www.waltonsinc.com today and start shopping and tell them the Ranger Report podcast sent you. Walton's, everything but the meat. This is Bruce Bochy, and you're listening to the Ranger Report. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Report. Inside Scoop, listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now... Here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. All right, everybody. Welcome to Rangers Talk. I am Ben Dieter. As I said, I am the host of the Ranger Report podcast, joined by a few people here. And I figured we would take tonight, since the Rangers play later, to do a little bit of Rangers Talk here uh, going into tonight's game against Arizona. The Rangers, of course, were swept by the Milwaukee Brewers over the weekend, struck out 35 times in three games Offense did not look fantastic. Pitching looked okay, not great. Uh, well, it looked pretty good, actually, in my opinion. The pitching looked pretty good, but offense, I mean, 
probably one of the worst they've looked all year over the weekend. Just could not connect with balls or other than Corey Seager. Corey Seager looked just fine. Um, Corey Seager again with some more home runs, just hitting the ball well. But Leody Tavares is is struggling a little bit right now. Ezekiel Duran is struggling a little bit right now. Um, like I said, pitching was okay, but the Rangers just couldn't come through with those clutch hits this weekend to win games, and they were swept by the Brewers after losing one also to the uh, Los Angeles Angels, Anaheim Angels on Wednesday before that happened. So four-game losing streak ties their longest losing streak of the season. Um, thank everybody for joining us. Uh, if you want to talk, just raise your hand or unmute if you're on, and you can start talking. But uh, we, we got... I'm sure there's a lot to talk about. I'm sure there's lots that people want to say about the team right now. Um, the Astros, of course, are two and a half games behind, and Seattle is now three games behind. The Angels are kind of out of it at this point, unless they have a miracle run here at the end. So it's really between those three teams for the American League West at the moment. There are, oh, I don't remember off the top of my head how many games are left in the season. 40 games, 30 games, 50 games, around around 50 games, I believe. Uh, left in the season, so a little less. Let's see if I can do that math in my head. <laughs> 40 games, there we go. There's the math in my head. They got 40 games left in the season. So the Rangers have 40 games to hang on to this at 72 and 52. And again, you know, Astros and now Seattle. I mean, Seattle is, is probably the hottest team in the American League right now. John, would you agree? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not worried about Houston. I'm worried about the, uh, the Seattle. That's who I'm worried about. If yeah. you look what they've done, they, they basically didn't make any moves at the deadline and they were a team that went to the, you know, went there last year and everyone kind of, they were my pick to win the West. That's who I thought would win the West would yeah. be Seattle. And so now, you know, Julio Rodriguez has had a horrible first start of the year and then all of a sudden he's just taken off. And so, you know, they're just coming into their to their own and they're they're making a run. They're good. I mean, I could see them passing the Astros easily and maybe even catching the Rangers and passing them. I know they're three games back, but there's seven games the Rangers play with them at the end of this. Seven out of ten, I think, in the last seven out of the last ten games are with them. Um, so depending on where the Rangers are sitting going into that last week of the season, geez, I am that that's the team. Uh Houston. You know, look, Houston's good, can always do it. They're good, but uh, they, I don't think they have it this year. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they have it this year either. I think Houston is – I think Houston's good. I still think they're a really good team, but they're definitely not the 2022 World Series champion Houston Astros. So, well, if they don't get – what's his, if they don't get Framber figured out, that guy can't – he is Vicente Padilla. That guy can't yeah. keep his crap together. He loses it every time someone gets a hit on him. He starts head on trying to take people out. He's caused two bench benches to clear. It's just not, you know, that, and I, I look, they're good. They, they obviously at any time can get going. I mean, Houston by all means, isn't a bad team. And I'm not saying that at all. I just think that right now, Texas and Seattle are the two teams to watch. Yeah, I agree. And again, I thought over the weekend that the pitching did fine. Even Max Scherzer didn't look terrible yesterday. He just they kept fouling them off, fouling them off, fouling them off. Nothing was really all that hard hit. But man, the Brewers are one of those teams that just they just foul you to death. Well, they haven't had a great offense, but you know this happens. I mean, people are freaking out, and yeah. every once in a while, a, t- a team will just have your number. They'll come in. 
Um, and like Max said, they weren't hitting the ball hard, but they worked the counts on him really good. Yeah. And, you know, and they said they got my pitch counts up and they just, they did their job. They did what they needed to do. And, and that's what led to, to the whole series. They did that. They just had, you know, stuff was falling in. Um, it wasn't like they were just out there, you know, running over the Rangers. They just, they, they put, they, it was a great series for them. They played, they yeah. pitched well. They, they, they did what needed to be done to score runs. Yeah, I agree. And, and, um, you know, Seattle, had I been anyone but Seattle, I would have celebrated more. But like you said, Seattle's been the hottest team for the last few weeks in baseball and they're, they're coming for us. I mean, they're, they're the ones that I'm more worried about, like you said, right now than Houston, because Seattle is just like you said, they've seemed to have put it all together. I had them, uh, in my preseason predictions, finishing second, but just barely behind, of course, at the time I thought Houston, but I agree with you. I think that both Seattle and Texas are now better teams than Houston. And, and, you know, again, with this weekend, you saw some uncharacteristic three errors in one game by, uh, by Ezekiel Duran, you know, you just saw some sloppy play that the Rangers hadn't been doing at home that led to that three game sweep. So a four game losing streak course, no fun. But I'm with you. I don't think there's any reason to just lose your marbles or lose your mind over this team right now. Well, they're, they're striking out a lot right now. The top of the lineup still doing what it's supposed to. You need some more production out of the bottom of the lineup. The Rangers have been lucky and they've gotten a lot of, they've gotten a lot of uh, production from the bottom of the lineup, but they're going through this part right now where they're not getting it. And that happens in this league. I mean, yeah. you're just going to run into that. The bottom of your lineup is the bottom of your lineup for a reason. There's a reason they're in the bottom third. They're not the, the run producers. They're not the, you know, you hope they can do what the Rangers did all season long um, from the bottom three in that order. But right now they're not. They're, they're you know, they're going, they struck out a lot this weekend too. So they, they were missing bats. A lot of things happened. It was a bad series for the Rangers, but it's no reason whatsoever to just lose it. No, I agree. Out. I agree. 35 strikeouts in three games, including an 18 strikeout game. And, you know, like you said, it's been a long time since the Rangers have struck out that many times. And it happens. He just had their number that game. I mean, out of 27 outs to have 18 of them be strikeouts. That's a pretty that's a pretty bad day at the plate. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And it, and like you said, it happens. I mean, we, we knew at some point that the Rangers were going to uh, ha- go through a losing streak of seven out of 10 or eight out of 10. You were just hoping that they were done with that at this point. But, uh, you know, it was it was a rough weekend. Again, the strikeouts, the strikeouts don't really worry me that much unless it continues. If they can if they can get get it in check, which I think they will. And like you said, if that bottom of the order will start producing again, I think the Rangers will wind up being perfectly fine. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Look, I mean, if if you if you're going to be upset that this team makes the, the playoffs as a wild card team, your your priorities aren't where they need to be right now. It's a disappointment because of the way they've led this league all year long. But nobody, and I mean nobody, thought this team was going to have a chance to play meaningful baseball in September. We hoped that they would play meaningful ball in September. Now they are going to be playing meaningful ball in September. And, you know, they can't keep this up. I I still think that they're the favorite to win the West. But, my gosh, look at what they did last year. I mean, this this is a good team. This team's – it's very unlikely they miss the playoffs. More than likely they will be in the playoffs. I mean, it's it's got to be over 90% that they're going to make the playoffs. And you just got to, you know, and teams get hot in the playoffs and get going. They've got the rotation to do well. Evaldi's finally throwing. I think he threw another bullpen Monday. Or no, today, it was he, today faced yeah. live batter. he faced live batters today. Um, you know, and I don't know whether or not they're going to send him out on a rehab or not. Nobody knows. Uh, yet what the situation is, he's, he kind of thinks that he doesn't need one. 
but he's not going to come in and, and start a game and they're just going to let him go out there and throw 100 pitches. He's going to be on the pitch count. He's probably going to go three or four innings. It'll probably be a piggyback situation, something like that, maybe a him and Heaney, something like that that, that happens. Heaney, Heaney's the one that's likely coming out of the rotation once Evaldi's back, but you get him ramped up going into September – and get him getting hot right at the end when you're going into that playoff stretch. Yeah, I agree. And I thought I thought we had seen Heaney's last start when when uh, Bochi pulled him after in the second inning of that game, but he got another start after that. He's 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 been an odd one all year, but I agree. I think if it's down between him and Dunning right now, I think Heaney's the one that has to come out of that rotation. Yeah, there's. I've always wondered. I, I kind of thought maybe Dunning would might be the person to bring back just because he did so well in the bullpen, but. It's it would be criminal to pull him out of the bull, uh, pull him out of the rotation right now. Yeah, he's been he's been pretty amazing all year, and even lately, he I mean he's had a few rough outings, but not not really rough, just rough for the way he's been pitching because he's been pitching amazing. I mean, he struck out twelve the other day, you know, and and I covered a game earlier this year where he almost went a complete game shutout, and just I mean he is just looking like what the Rangers were hoping they were getting when they made that trade with the, the White Sox. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So him good. But uh, yeah, with with and I heard today I saw on uh, I think Kennedy retweeted the the guy from Arizona covering the team for these next few games that, you know, they they don't have a timeline, but he could, you know, return as I mean, as early as today, which isn't going to happen. But talking about um, Evaldi, but, you know, he, he they don't know if he's ready or not. But like you said, he threw a live batting practice. He looks good. Apparently he hasn't been sore and they think he's getting close. But also, like you said, he'll have to be on a pitch count because they're not going to just throw him out there and let him throw 100 pitches. No, no, they're not going to. That's that's not going to happen. I think I think the prognosis is that there was a chance that before they get back from this road trip, which, by the way, is a long one. Yeah, um, that they're going to before they get back, that maybe he comes off the, the IEL before they get back. Does anybody have questions? Yeah, we'll take any questions you have, guys, or any comments or anything like that. Just raise your hand and I'll add you as a speaker. And uh, you can join us because, I mean, maybe you just want to hear me and John talk for 30 minutes, but I don't think anybody really wants that. <laughs> that's a that's a boring existence if that's what you want. That's brutal. That's brutal just to listen to us for 30 straight minutes. <laughs> Yo, what up, y'all? Hey, Kane. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm in an event right now, so I don't know how bad my audio is, but I know y'all are recording that. So I just wanted to come in here to say what's up, say I appreciate all the support. I've been moving into college, but I'm back on the scene now, so. I just want to say I appreciate it from everybody. Cool. Well, I hope you're getting yeah. settled in, Kane. I know kind of fun first year in college, so hopefully everything goes well for you. I know it's exciting. I went there now. John, you just dropped a kid off. My my child is going, but they're staying here locally, so I didn't have to drop them off anywhere. But, uh, you know, it's pretty cool when you send your kid off to college or when you go off to college. Yeah, this was my second time. So yeah. I, I took my daughter, my daughter, who's now a kindergarten teacher, took her off, and then my, my son – who's my oldest son. We just dropped him in Missouri. Um, and it's tough. Um, it's an emotional, uh, doing that, but yeah. So congrats Kane. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here is in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
keep your studies up. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's tough for me. I'm only 45 minutes away from home and it's, it's tough, but um, <laughs> now I'm definitely excited to be back out at the ballpark soon and I will, uh, I'll catch you guys later. Yes, sir. See ya. Yeah. So that, that, I mean, and they're not home till Labor Day weekend, correct, John? That's this road trip goes all the yeah. way up to Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Yeah. What do they have? Arizona, Minnesota. Uh, well, they they play Minnesota. Well, yeah, they uh, go to Minnesota after Arizona. Then they then then Arizona, Minnesota, but they catch Minnesota back home when they get back. Yeah, over Labor Day uh, weekend they'll have uh, Minnesota. Oh, they're in, they're in the Mets. They got the Mets. That's too. right. That's so they right. Got yeah, Arizona, uh, Minnesota, the Mets, and then they come home. Yeah, and the Twins is a four game series. Of course, the Diamondbacks is only a two game series. Right. Yep. So they should. I mean, the Diamondbacks and the Diamondbacks looking ahead. They're playing. They're playing decent right now. They're playing pretty good ball, but. This is a series the Rangers should, I mean, I don't know if they take, at least split. Well, you know, look, they, right now, if they don't hit, I mean, they can yeah. anything. But, you know, Montgomery's going tonight, which helps. But, uh, you know, they've got to get the bats rolling again. You can't depend on everything that happened at the top of the lineup that puts pressure on the top of the lineup. So, well, anyway. Not- with no questions, I want to dip into the minor leagues for just a second, John. I know you've paid attention like I have. Wyatt Langford at single A. He looks pretty comfortable there, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we you know, we had him on a couple weeks ago. Um he's a great kid. Yeah, he's he's obviously look, he's gonna probably surpass Carter as the number one prospect um here pretty soon. Everyone seems to think every every news outlet and every uh Anyone that does anything that in minor leagues thinks he's the he's the higher ceiling guy. Yeah, uh, but uh, he's he's good. He's definitely good. Um, I, I I don't know that he'll make it to Double A this year, although he seems to be doing pretty well at High A. Yeah. In fact, he sk- he skipped uh, Low A. Skipped Low A. Yeah, I he mean, did he went right from the Arizona Complex League. And you know the Rangers didn't do that with Zabala, who was a college hitter. No, nope. Young. They all went to down east before. Well, back then it was Hickory. Yeah. Before going to down east and moving up, and so uh, Langford skipped that um, altogether and has done well. Yeah, I thought he has. All right, it looks like we have a question from Russell. Russell, go ahead. Hey, thank you guys for doing this. Um, I'm thinking that if we get make it to the playoffs, when we make it to the playoffs, I don't think the roster set. Maybe there's a now that the trade deadline's not. You know, you can't do it in August or whatever. It's got to come from the farm. Y'all have a guy from the farm that you see contributing in October, whether it be a bullpen guy or maybe a surprise bat off the bench or something like that. Y'all see anybody that's going to tap into the roster going into October? That that makes an impact? I I don't know. I I, I don't really think so. Um, Evan Carter is likely not going to get up here. He's he's going through a little bit of a lull right now, but he's been – I think he's – I think he's worn out. Uh, I think he's kind of at the end of his rope and he's just tired. Um, I mean, this guy is a guy that is, this is a long season. Um, I, he's the one that everyone seems to be on board with. I guess if somebody were to come up here and have any sort of an impact whatsoever, maybe you see someone like a chase Lee Mm -hmm. or a, or a Mark church or someone out of the bullpen. If it's a bat at all, um, you know, it might be someone like at AAA. If you look at someone like Fabian, who's yeah. the guy they signed as a free agent that has come in, maybe, maybe Wenzel, maybe Wenzel or Foscue gets a chance to get in there um, and can do something and catch them. Well, Foscue is probably the best bat 
that has a chance to make it. Um, you know, it's a right-handed bat, and they do need a right-handed bat, yeah. and so is Wenzel. But it requires a 40-man spot. But, you know, Foscue's got to go on that 40-man at some point. He's going to have to go in this offseason. So, uh, or he'll be eligible for the Rule 5 draft. So maybe him. So, it, you know, my guess would be if it was a bat, I would say probably Foscue. If I would say if it was an arm, probably someone like Chase Lee. And there's a great chance as far as bats go that we there's – there's a good chance, I think, that we get Josh Young back for the playoffs in October. Is that correct? From what I'm hearing, I mean, you know what yes. they say. They said what about six weeks. Yeah. Uh, what's he? What's he? Three into this. Yeah, he's three um, in. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I haven't. Last time I was at the game, I was at the ballpark uh, last week, and you know, he had this brace thing on his hand. Luckily, it's not his throwing hand. Yeah. Uh, so, but that, but it affects your grip on your bat, uh, and that's the problem with it, it. You know, it's it's Himes. Uh, left hand that's hurting him too, which is why he can bat right-handed uh, or left-handed yeah. and he can't bat right-handed because batting right-handed, you're the, the, the bat you grip with is, is always that bottom hand. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, you know, that would, that would affect young. He can't grip the bat good or do what he needs to do. You know, that that's the reason. But yeah, that could be an impact bat that returns by then. And I don't even know if JP would be on this playoff team or not, but he he's he looked he's looked good and bad, but overall I think he's looked really good up here so far. JP Martinez. Yeah, but look, he's already he's he's already gone a little bit into a law right now. And he's the reason that for all of those that are crying for Evan Carter to come up here right now, JP Martinez was at triple A having a far better season than yeah. Evan Carter was having. And he's up here already, and he's you know he started out had a great weekend, looked good at the plate when he started, and it's already gone through a little bit of a stretch where you know big league pitchers are big league pitchers. Yeah. Um, you know they throw the, they they throw better strikes, they hit corners. There's no, you know he he was also the product at AAA of that uh, what do you call it that automated strike zone yes. where they had the robot umps. So you know you can kind of know where the strikes are going to be on there and what to attack. And I like JP. He's an exciting player. I mean, it's good to finally see him do something. Yeah. But uh, you know, yeah, it's just that's a, you know, that, that that's that's one of the reasons why you got to let Carter marinate a little longer. I'd I'd like to see Carter go up to Triple A. Yeah, I think that there's a shot of that before the end of the season, maybe if they send him September, because Triple A, Triple A, if you're looking at records for minor leagues, which you guys do every week on your show, you're looking at records. They're they've had a really really good season. Second half, yeah, their second half's been amazing. Yeah, and they're on, they're on right now. So uh, we've already got uh, Downey's made the playoffs. They're not in first place right now, but they won the first half. Hickory is in first place uh, and doing well, doing very well. And they've got Wyatt Langford and that. So there's there's a chance for some extended play for some of these guys. You want them to someone like uh, Evan Carter. If, if you know if 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 Round Rock hangs on, they're in first place right now. And they didn't win the first half, but if they win this second half, uh, then that might be something where Carter definitely would go up and maybe play with them in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, so th- there's an opportunity there. But, you know, if, if you don't see Carter go up pretty soon to AAA, you can pretty much whitewash the chance that he's going to come up to the big leagues. Yeah, I agree. What about, yeah. Y'all heard anything? Y'all are more plugged in than I am. But what about John Hernandez? He's kind of been on a run. He's was supposed to be he's, a back end guy. Is he maybe somebody that can get on a heater? And yeah, that's you know that's that's a good point. That's yeah. a name I forgot about. He's been good at AAA. 
Uh, he's been really good. You know, the guy throws a hundred miles an hour, uh, and he's got that little, he's, he's throws a hundred mile an hour sinker. Yeah. So, um, that's, that is, that, that could be a guy right there. I mean, you know, when you're throwing a hundred miles an hour, look, you can do a lot of things. You can learn how to throw strikes. You can do, you know, you can work with a guy's mental game. You can do a lot of things, but you can't teach hundred miles an hour. Uh, that's just a God-given talent right there. Yeah. He is. He has been incredible at AAA. But yeah. you know what? So Sam Huff. Yeah. So, so there's a difference. AAA and the big leagues are a big difference. Yeah, but I I agree with you, Hernandez. I, I had kind of forgotten about him too. But he is having a great great season down there. You know, he he looked he just looked lost when they sent him down from the major leagues earlier this year. But you know, I think he just needed that confidence back, and he is he is getting stuff done at AAA right now. But like you said, hitters are a lot different between the two. You know, you'll get uh, you'll get AAA hitters to swing at stuff that you won't get major league hitters to swing at. I mean, when you're even running Max Scherzer and fouling a bunch of his pitches off like that, who's one of the best pitchers in baseball, you know, you've got to hit your spots, and that's what was going on with Hernandez. In my opinion, is he wasn't hitting those spots, and he was getting crushed. And you know, he he, I think he sort of found that down in AAA. Now, and you've got to also take into consideration at AAA, they have the robot ops. Yep. So maybe those calls that he's getting at AAA is not getting in the big leagues. Yeah. So, and part of his problem was falling behind. And when you fall behind, I don't care who you are, when you fall behind, you're, you know, it, you've got to, it, it forces you to come across the plate and, and good hitters wait for you to come across the plate. That is true. Yep. I mean, I mean, even, even the Oakland A's can 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 hit a, a pitch right down the middle of the plate. Exactly, and I say that as a joke because Oakland, you know, Oakland and Kansas City are probably having two of the worst seasons in in baseball right now. And Oakland, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's uh, I don't know, they're they're one at least we don't have to worry about. It. Have they been officially eliminated from postseason play yet? Yeah, okay. uh, I think I think they have. So have the Yankees or something that, or no, the Yankees percentage of making the playoffs went to zero. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. They're, they're, they're another team having a rough season. So, I mean, yeah. everybody remember that when we start panicking and freaking about, about the Rangers, you know, the, we were never the Oakland athletics. We never won, you know, 40 games in the first 120. Um, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's horrible. Uh, it's very, but you know, they're getting ready to move to Las Vegas. Their, their owner is kind of a dirt bag. And yeah. They, never been to Oakland. It's a piece of crap. Too, they needed to move. Yeah, I know your partner Jeff loves to talk about how much he loves that press box. Oh gosh, <laughs> they were they're apparently they were killing possums were running around up there. Yeah, it's just horrible. <laughs> but it, I've gone. Kathy and I went out there and went to a game a few years back, and you literally you kind of guard everything on you as you're walking across that bridge from the train. Yeah, I mean it's it looks like it almost looks like a prison. They've got those. Those uh, fences with uh, razor wire on top when you're coming up, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> not the nicest area of the world uh, in Oakland. And San Francisco used to be a nice town, but, you know, and the, the, the Giants ballpark is really nice. But, you know, it's just that yeah. area. Like you said, it's a little bit not not the most uh, not the most fun area to walk around at night. No, it's not at all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, moving to Las Vegas, ought to, I mean, it ought to help Oakland. I feel bad for the fans in Oakland that actually like the team. I mean, I know I'd be really upset if the Rangers moved, but um, I mean, they got they're you know they just wanted to sell the team as well. They want them to do out there, but it's uh, it's been pretty ugly to watch Oakland this season. I mean, I'm not too upset because it's helped the Rangers a little bit, but I kind of wish we still played them 19 times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, uh, although in, in even in years when the Oakland 
when Oakland sucks, they send, tend to somehow be a little bit of a thorn in the side of the Rangers. Yeah, they definitely do that. So, so the Angels. So let's let's talk about that. I wanted to mention that tonight too. Do you think Shohei Otani returns to the Angels? Oh no. Yeah. Okay. I don't think there's a chance. Uh, no, he. I think he's he's so pissed off at them right now. I think he thought honestly he thought they would move him to a playoff contender. Yeah. And I think they thought by keeping him and making a run that maybe there's a chance they could get him to come back. And I got to be honest with you, I think the minute he didn't get traded, I think he went, I ain't coming back here. Yeah. This is this is dumb. And I, you know what? I've heard some stuff too. Everybody keeps talking about $500 million, $575 million, do whatever. Uh, Jeff talked to a guy that, that follows Shohei around. He's a Japanese reporter who said he, they don't think he's going to get anything like that. Really? Uh, no, they don't think he's going to get that. They said, look, he's – He's 29 now, something like that, 28, 29 years old. Uh, you know, eventually he's going to have to choose. Yeah. He's either going to have to be a starting pitcher or he's going to have to be a hitter. And when that happens, you don't pay a guy that is a one-trick pony 50-something million a year. Yeah, you're right. And I think, I mean, if I were him, I would I would do hitter because you're an everyday player. He could probably demand more money as as just a hitter. But I don't know. Pretty darn good pitcher, too. Yeah, he is, but he's a freak of nature, man. I mean, that, that ball he hit out against the Rangers <laughs> in his eyes. Uh, yeah. I, there's not many humans that can do that. No, he, he's been, and I, I mean, I, I, that's, that's the one thing, obviously not a big angels fan being a big Rangers fan, but you know, I, I kind of wish at least once when the Rangers were bad, I could have seen Trout and Otani make a playoff run. Cause that would have been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. It'd been fun. I, I, I don't think Trout's going to be there. I think Trout's, I think they're getting ready. If, if, if Artie Moreno does what he needs to do, he walks in and says, sell Trout, we'll pay for part of it. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll pay a lot of his salary. And they'll move, they'll move Trout probably somewhere like Philadelphia. Yeah. Or something like that. And, and, and start, you got to start, you got to, not only do they suck at the big league level, but they've got like the 29th farm system. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. So they, so they totally suck. Yeah. They are bad all the way through. All right. Chev has joined us. Chev, do you have a question, comment or anything? Hey, gents. Sorry that I'm late. Um, so I, I don't know what I've missed already. Um, but <clears throat> I guess what I'll say is, uh, I, I've, it, it, I'm kind of like, I, I feel like there's so much good going on in round rock right now that I just, I worry about them finding space, uh, for, for some of these guys to come up, um, specifically Elia Hernandez, Davis Wenzel. Um, it's kind of encouraging. And so, I wonder if um, there's going to be an opportunity for them to come up for you know the next month for the call-ups uh, and, and what y'all think about that. Well, we, we talked about, are, are you talking about something where you talking about they coming to the, up to the big leagues, opening a spot for someone like Carter to come up to AAA? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like specifically looking at guys like Elliot Hernandez and Davis Wenzel possibly getting a call up to the bigs. And then, you know, on the backside of that, you have Carter that goes up to Round Rock or somebody yeah. else that goes up to Round Rock, that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that that's probably what opens it up. What opens it up is when they can expand the rosters. Uh, three, you can you can expand your roster. used to be you could bring up anybody on the 40-man during the month of September. Now you can only bring up three extra players yeah. um, to do that. And I bet that one of them coming up is going to be a couple of those out, maybe someone like a Foscue, Wenzel, or Ailer Hernandez is somebody that you were saying that, that, that could possibly be, or, you know, you've also got Fabian 
uh, yeah. that that people forget about that's doing so well. Uh, one of those, a couple of those guys in a pitcher or somebody, you know, Hernandez is probably going to come up in that spot. He's already on the 40 man. You got to think 40 man. Yep. Uh, you got to think who's already on the 40 man but, to do that. But <clears throat> once they expand that roster and a couple of those guys come up, I think it does open a spot for uh, Carter maybe to come up uh, there at the end. Cause I think that the season in triple A is ex- extended. I don't think it goes all the way to the end of September, but it does go into September. Yes. Yeah, they're, I don't remember how many games they have left, but it does go a lot deeper into September than it used to. So, yeah, they've got, like you said, I think I, I, I'd i like to see Davis Wenzel finally get a shot at the major league level. I think he's 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 hitting home runs like crazy right now. So, um, Cole Wynn, is he still on the 40-man? He is, yes. He is. He's on the 40-man, and, and they don't plan on keeping him. He's been coming out of the bullpen. Yeah. He's been good. Yeah. Uh, but he's that, that's not the plan. The plan isn't to keep him on the 40-man. Yeah, I, d- I didn't think it was. I, figured, I mean, not on the 40. Yeah, on, on the, the in, in the bullpen. It's not to keep him in the bullpen. Yeah, exactly. And then Owen White's another one at Round Rock. Or no, I'm sorry, he's at, he's at Frisco. Or is he at Round no, Rock? No, no, he, no he, he's at Round Rock. Okay, he's at Round Rock. Yeah, he's another one that's already been up a couple of times. So I don't know them if he'd be a September call-up simply because he's been up already, but we'll see. He's 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 another one that I think is I, – I, and, I, and I'm, I'm saying this over and over. I think both Wynn and White – are victims of this robot umpire. Yeah. Uh, I think that they are getting up there and pitches that they were getting called, maybe even get called at the big league level that were getting called in, in high A and, and double A aren't getting called there. And, and so it's, it's messed with their head a little white struggled just a little bit there. And so, you know, what kind of stuff they have, they've got good stuff. I know that I think white's the one that's had a little bit of velo decrease, mm-hmm. but it's also one of the longest seasons he's had in a while. Correct. So, what, what about someone like like uh, Dustin Harris? Well, Harris is on the forty. Yeah. So you know, yes. I mean, yeah. His his season at AAA hasn't been fantastic. He did go on a little run there. Yeah. Where he played well, um, but you know, it, it's a lot easier for guys that are on the forty. Yep. To get a chance to get that call up and get a taste and be somebody they can use. I mean, it gives more tools. You, you, you'd have to think that that. Somebody that's pretty fast might get a chance to come up and, you know, someone like a Fabian or Hernandez or even Harrison, mm-hmm. who they signed to a minor league deal. It would give Bochi some extra extra legs down there that he could play with during that final stretch late in the game, do something like that. Um, and obviously, you know, if the, if, if the starting rotation does what it's supposed to, you may not need but just one extra arm down in that bullpen and you could bring a couple of position players up. It really sucks you can't expand that roster out up to the, all of the 40 man. Um, it really stinks that you can only bring up three um, when it, when they do that now, because used to, they would park up, they'd bring six or seven guys up. Oh yeah. You know, and let them, uh, let them ride out and just get the atmosphere of that last month uh, playing in the big leagues. But uh, yeah, there's so many options and so many ways they can go. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting. I think some of it will depend on how, how the guys at the big leagues are doing the younger guys at that time. I mean, like we said, JP is up, you know, Jonathan Ornelas has already been up, but he didn't even get in that bat while he was here. No, he, he scored the run that night. They ended up winning a game, yeah. but no, he, he, he didn't. And I, I don't think he expected to. No, I don't think um, he did either. I, they were going to, that, that was just pure depth. Uh, he's a 40 man guy. It's pure depth just because uh, with young going down, they needed somebody. Now I think they feel like with uh, Duran and, and Smith, they've got their action. And then, you know, you guys, they got to do something with Miller. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, and I, I don't care what people say. Miller is not a bad bat to come off that bench. No. Uh, I think Miller, you know what? Miller may be a guy that in September, he may be one of those guys that gets activated. He's got this phantom hams, hamstring. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that I call it. I call it the phantom hams, hamstring. Um, he may be a guy. I, I just yeah. speak, Chad. Yeah, so I guess I, I mean I, I I don't disagree with you know Miller having being a bad bat or whatever, but my question would be who is it that you are taking at bats away from then in order for Brad to get some you know playing time because it seems like it's really crunched right now with JP and Jankowski Grossman. I mean the outfield is pretty pretty cram right now. I mean that's how that's why Bubba was a, a casualty on that. So. I guess, like, how is that going to, I mean, what are they going to end up doing for that to, 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 to happen? No, what I'm saying. So, you know, no, I understand what you're saying. So Miller doesn't come up and Miller's a guy that comes off the bench. Um, that's when he, when he's activated, when September comes and they can expand the roster, they can bring him off the IL without having to drop anyone down to the minor leagues. He can be that extra guy down on the bench. And let's be honest, if JP continues to struggle, like he's doing if Tavares struggles and JP gets more time out there, that left-handed bat late in the game that you might want to pull in to hit, you're going to look down at that bench. Do you want Tavares coming in to hit left-handed, Grossman, or do you maybe want Brad Miller, who is a good pinch hitter? Um, that's where I'm talking about. He's not coming up to take at bats from anybody in the starting lineup. Yeah, He's coming up to be that guy on the bench that you're not worried about and maybe someone that we've been talking about at AAA who maybe gets a chance to come up to here – stays with the team and goes through the playoffs with. Yeah, I agree with you on the, on the left-handed bat off the bench. You look at someone maybe that is having an 0 for 3 night like a Jankowski, you know, or Martinez and then you can bring Brad up and we all know from his time in San Francisco and now here how much Bochi loves matchups. He loves to, he loves to play those matchups. So, lefty lefty putting Brad Miller out there is something I could see him doing. Well, most of your back end most of, most teams back ends of their uh of their bullpen are usually right-handed guys. I yeah. mean, the Rangers tend to have some left-handed guys, but but we're talking late in the game. Let's just say the Rangers are in a one-run game. You're coming to the, you know, the bottom of the ninth inning, and Josh Smith's due to hit. Uh, or, or well, not Josh. Let's say Duran's due to hit, and Duran's in one of his one for twenty-seven pumps. Yeah, and they're bringing in the 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 right-handed guy who throws a hundred miles an hour. Maybe that's when you 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 know, do you want Josh Smith to go out there and hit, or do you want someone like Brad Miller? Yeah, who's a pretty good bat off the bench, you know that that that's kind of how he just stayed in the big leagues all this time. He's not a guy that's going to run out there and start 100 games for you, no. not anymore. He's that guy that you. Every team needs one. People haven't understood this. They're all calling for him to get DFA. Every team needs a Charlie Culberson yeah. or a or a uh, Brad Miller who sits on the end of the bench and doesn't play for three weeks, but he's down there and he's he's depth. And so, you know. You can you can leave a guy in the minor leagues to get some to get some uh, reps in it and abs. All right, Adam, go ahead. Hey, uh, sorry, uh, I was wondering, do you think Leodi has a short leash, or do you think they let him try to get out of this extended funk? Uh, well, he's playing tonight. Uh, I don't know. I mean, look, he, he's. I love Leodi. He's one of the s- sweetest guys in the world, too. You know, mate. I think that I think when he put up at the beginning of the year, I think that's not who Leodi is. 
I think he's more of the player we're seeing now. I think we would have all been happy if Leoti was hitting about 220 to 240 um, with an on-base percentage somewhere close to 350 to 360 and stealing some bases and doing, he, and you know, maybe 10 home runs, 12 home runs, but playing some stellar outfield. But, he, you know, he's even he's even regressed defensively. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's what's hurting him more than the bats is he's made some mistakes out in the field. And that's in my opinion, that's one of the reasons that JP Martinez is still here is because they they want to win now. Obviously, they've been winning now. And if Leoti continues to struggle, I think you may see JP get a little bit more time out there. But I don't think I wouldn't say anything like Leoti's time in center field is over or they're 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 gonna move off of him. I think they'll give him as many chances as they feel like he he can recover because we've seen him go through a funk and recover before he's a, he's a, like, like John said, he's regressed a little defensively. If he can get that back, he's a fantastic center fielder. Dude's got speed. He's got the glove to make the catch. He's got a good arm. And you know, JP Martinez is up here just in case is my opinion. Yeah. Well, he, and he, he earned it. I mean, he yeah. earned it with the way he was playing yeah. come up and uh, do that. I, I can't make y'all understand. So the press box is way up there yeah. where we sit at the game and I've seen a ball hit to a gap. And you see Leoti go, and you just think to yourself, well, nobody's getting to that. And he just glides over. It doesn't look like he's running. He just glides under it, makes a catch, and you're like, how the hell did he get over there? <laughs> I mean, you, you look at the ground he covered, and it's like, what the heck? But lately, too, he hasn't seen the ball well coming off the bat or something. Yeah. So defensively, it's regressed. It'll be interesting. i tell you what will be interesting. It's going to be interesting what happens this offseason. So – when you're when you're looking at what they're going to do is because the upgrades in this is obviously something like left field, center field, but they have some guys in this organization that might be that to fill in. Yeah. Um, and and Leoti may not be the everyday. You know, Leoti's best position he might be a better version of Bubba Thompson. Yeah. Be a switch hitter off the bench, fourth outfielder, and maybe they go out and get someone like you know Jung Hoo Lee, the 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 Korean guy that's. That's 26 years old. Just he's coming over this off season. Who's a left fielder? Who's hitting? I mean, he's unreal. What he's doing. Think yeah. of Hot Kim uh, as a second baseman. This guy's an outfielder from Korea, and they get someone like that, and then maybe someone like Evan Carter comes up to be your center fielder, and 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 then Leoti's your fourth guy. And then you've also got a you know the guys having a down year this year is Zavala, who I've said all along. I thought he was the one yeah. who's going to make the big league team before any of them. And he's just struggling right now, um, but he's you know he's he's been a freak injury. He's been coming back. It, it, they're not worried about him. I think they think that it's just getting rhythm, timing, getting everything back together, and just a lot's happened. And uh, and you know he started out late and all of that, and he just never really got going this year. So some of those guys, we'll see who that goes into fall, plays in the Arizona Fall League, yeah. and who plays in that in that fall instructionals and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree with you on Zavala. Zavala's a guy I thought would be here by now as well. But like you said, after the injury and then just the struggles he's having, not, I mean, it's not, he's not awful. It was just not what everyone expected he would do. He's just, he's, he is struggling right now, but he's a, he's a guy that definitely is on the, on the radar. He's striking out a lot. He That's is, yeah. Which he didn't he, early he, on. He has great plate coverage, but right now he's just striking out a lot. I, I was hearing Teppin talk about it the other day, who's out there all the time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, <laughs> You know, I just, I don't know. This, this offseason is going to be interesting. Yeah, I agree. There, there's a lot they're going to do. So anyway, all right, we're about to wrap it up. Anyone else have any more questions or comments they want to throw at us before we wrap this thing up? Game starts in, what, about 30 minutes, so. What's your final record prediction for the end of the year? 
Ooh, good question. Um, I'm going to say they do not reach a hundred. Um, I think they, I think it's going to be somewhere around, I think they win another 20, 22, 23 games. I think it's 94, 95 wins somewhere 96, maybe. Yeah. I was thinking 96. I still think, I still think they get to 96, which is what I, I predicted at the all-star break. I still think they reach 96 wins. Yeah. They're not going to, this, this lull they're in isn't going to continue. They got too no. good a pitching. Yeah. Uh, or too, too good a starting rotation. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.